and and you know if you're if you're a devout physiologist, forgive me. I know I'm I'm doing a poor job of breaking this down, trying to keep it as simple as possible so we don't get anybody lost in the weeds. Episode 733 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode. Today's quick tip, how to use HRV to guide your training. Hey guys, so uh, since I started doing my heart rate training experiment back uh, about a year and a half ago, started in December of 2018, one of the, the common things that I've been doing along the way is uh, keeping track of my heart rate variability. And, and heart rate variability, if you've never heard of it before, we're going to get into it a bit today and, and see if it's something that might be useful for you, something that you might want to um, check, monitor, keep track of as you go forward with your training because it, it can be a useful tool. Now, it could be something that just is, is too much data, too much information for you, something you don't want to hassle with, which is totally cool. But I had never heard of heart rate variability at all. Never even heard of it until I, I read the book, uh, Primal Endurance, which is the book that got me going with the heart rate training, which I actually picked up the book because I wanted to read about and learn about the idea of being a, a more of a fat adapted athlete and, and a low carb endurance athlete, which led me down this whole rabbit hole of heart rate training that uh, has definitely improved my my running you know, in, in leaps and bounds, I think, if, I, if I'm honest and looking back on things. But one thing that I'd never heard about before, like I said, was heart rate variability. And there's a, there's a little section in the book about heart rate variability. And, and um, when I read that, that section, it kind of intrigued me. So um, as, as I've talked about it here, there, and everywhere over the, over the, the last year and a half, Every so often, one of y'all will ask a question about it, especially you know when I do talk about it. If I post something on social media or mention it somewhere, I'll, I'll get a, I'll get a little question about it. And I figured it's it's you know after enough of those questions, it's about time for me to just talk about it a little bit. Now, before I dive too deep, I do want to um, make you know <laughs> I guess I should probably do this every time, but definitely want to make the uh, disclaimer known that I am not a heart rate variability ex- expert. Um, I feel like I know enough to maybe be dangerous. I feel like I definitely know enough that, that, uh, you know, for me to dabble in it for myself, but, um, I, I'm definitely not like the, the world's leading authority on heart rate variability and, and the science behind it. So, um, you know, just, just make sure that, uh, you know, you're not treating anything that I say as gospel. I hope that you never treat anything that I say as gospel, always investigate it for yourself. Always, always do your own research. Um, but you know, as, as per usual, I'm not trying to dissuade you or give you false information from, from this episode or from anything that I talk about, but definitely today I'm, I'm a little bit out of my, uh, zone of, of somewhat expertise that I usually try to stay into to make sure that I'm given the best information possible. So just be aware of that. Uh, and I've got some resources at the bottom of the show notes today, disruns.com slash 733 to, to get you to some other places to maybe learn a bit more. You can definitely check out the Primal Endurance book. Like I said, I mean, it's 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 maybe eight pages out of a 300-page book, so it's not super in-depth there, but it gives you enough to kind of get started, especially if you already have the book. If you checked it out, you know, grabbed a Kindle copy or something like that, um, you, could, you could cycle through and, and read that section, maybe get a little bit more information on heart rate variability. So what is heart rate variability? What is, what is HRV? What does that even mean? What is it talking about? So when it comes to our heartbeat, we naturally have a variance in the gap between each beat of our heart. I never knew that. I never knew that. I don't know that I ever really thought about it, 
But I guess the thought was is that whatever your heart rate happens to be in that moment, whether you know you're you're asleep, whether you're during your running, um, anytime in between, I guess my thought was just that you know whatever rate your heart is beating at, it's it's pretty standard, pretty uniform, you know. So if we're gonna make the math real easy, you know, say say you had a, a heart rate of sixty, then to me that just would mean that every second your heart beats one second, one second, one second, sixty beats per minute. Well, it turns out that that's not quite exactly the case. There's, there's a, 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 we're talking micro microseconds, you know, fractions of a second, but there's a variance between the beats of your heart in, in a lot of, of cases. So it might be, you know, 1.1 seconds from one beat to the next. And the next beat might be 0.98 seconds away. And then the next one might be 0.95 and then it might be 1.08 seconds or, or whatever, you know, whatever that, that variance is, it's minimal it's not enough that you could ever notice a difference when you're taking your own pulse or, or when you're, you're checking the heart rate of, of, of another person, but you get enough science going, you get enough wearable technology going and we can measure, you know, get an EKG on somebody and it'll show you that, that the difference, you know, what the difference is. And like I said, wearable technology, now that, now that we have some more sophisticated technology and obviously it keeps getting better every day, you don't have to go to the hospital, get hooked up to a proper EKG to, to measure this variability in your heart rate, we can do it on our own at home. And so, you know, that's, that's, well, I'll get into that a bit more in a second, but as this stuff becomes more available, we start to hear a bit more about it. So why does your heart beat vary from time to time? Why is it, why is there that variability between one beat and the next? So before we get into that, going to do just a real quick little physiology uh, lesson here. Maybe this goes back to your high school biology classes. If you took some, some physiology in, in college, maybe this, it goes back to that point, but you know, we have kind of the, the autopilot of our brain that runs a lot of our systems is the autonomic nervous system. So that, you know, regulates all kinds of things that we do that we don't have to think about from breathing to digestion, to cellular repair, to hormone regulation, to, whatever, you know, all of, all of the systems, all of the things that are happening, your heartbeat, respiration, all of those things are managed without us having to think about it. Now, some of those things we can kind of override a little bit, you know, like you, you, you breathe without thinking about it, but you can hold your breath or you can, um, you know, hyperventilate yourself. So you can kind of override that. But in a, in a general sense, probably right now, other than the fact that you're sort of thinking about it, cause I'm talking about it, your breathing just kind of happens. You know, your, your, your diaphragm relaxes, you inhale in, then your diaphragm contracts, you exhale out. It happens. It happens all day, every day. We don't think about it. Just like your heart beats, just like your hormones are regulated, just like cellular repair is constantly going on, just like the digestion process, everything that happens or most of the things that happen within our body, they happen as a result of the autonomic nervous system. They happen without us thinking about it. They're automatic. Now, if you break down the autonomic nervous system, there's kind of two subgroups. There's two things that there's, there's, there's two sub levels, if you will. And, and, you know, if you're, if you're a devout physiologist, forgive me, I know I'm, I'm doing a poor job of breaking this down, trying to keep it as simple as possible. So we don't get anybody lost in the weeds, diving too deep here, but you know, kind of, if, if you do the, the family tree underneath the autonomic nervous system, there's two branches right? There's this, there's the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system at their most basic level. The sympathetic nervous system is kind of, re- in, kind of like the, the fight or flight 
side of things. So, you know, when there's stress, when there, when you feel, um, in danger, when you're in a fight or flight situation, it takes over, it, it, it ratchets up the, the, the stress response. It kicks the, the, uh, adrenaline into your, into your blood system. Um, and it helps you to avoid dangerous situations or stressful situations. It helps you to, to be focused and navigate through those things. The parasympathetic, parasympathetic nervous system, easy for me to say, is more of the quote unquote rest and digest side of the autonomic nervous system. So they're the things that, that get take that, that, that are taking place when it's not a life or death situation. So, you know, when you're, when you're in a, a super stressful situation, your body doesn't divert as much attention to things like cellular repair to digestion, to hormone regulation, other than it's kicking adrenaline into your, into your bloodstream, you know, and, and doing some cortisol, things like that. But outside of that, that that's all sympathetic, parasympathetic. When you're, when you're not in a stress situation, your body's more able to do some of these long-term repair situations, long-term health benefit situations, things that aren't do or die in the moment. So that's the difference. Sympathetic, parasympathetic, sympathetic, fight or flight, parasympathetic, rest and digest. So why do I bring that up? Why is that matter? Why is that important? Well, depending on kind of which of those systems is more quote unquote in charge at the moment, you you never completely turn one or the other off. They're always both on, but they're definitely a yin and a yang. They balance each other out. Okay. They're, they're two sides of the same coin. When one is, is firing hotter, the other one is, is in the back seat and then vice versa. Well, those two different levels, if you will, of the autonomic nervous system impact your heart rate variability. The more the sympathetic nervous system is firing, the more your fight or flight situation that you're in, the more metronomic your heart rate is. Meaning going back to our original example, uh, the heart rate of 60, if you're, if your sympathetic nervous system is, is kind of firing, taking the lead at the moment, you're going to have one beat per second. It's not going to have much, if any variance, it's probably gonna have a, a, a slight variance, but you're not gonna have a very dramatic of a variance between your heart rates. So you're going to be very routine, very metronomic. When you're more relaxed, when your parasympathetic nervous system is firing and taking, taking control, taking the lead, that's when you get more of a variance. You get some, some gaps that are a little bit longer, some gaps that are a little bit shorter, but it's not nearly as uniform. That heart rate is not nearly as uniform when the parasympathetic nervous system is dominant. Again, what does that mean? Why does that matter for your running? Well, if you're trying to figure out how stressed you are, how, how stressed your body is, you might feel relaxed, but your body might be telling you differently, right? We start to get into some of these biomarkers, some of these things that we can do now with, with the technology that's available. If you measure your heart rate variability and you get a a lower score, meaning that the sympathetic nervous system is more on alert, you're, you're still kind of in a stressful situation. Your body is feeling like it's, it's, it's tensed up. It's in a fight or flight mode. That's a pretty good signal or a pretty good suggestion at that point to not add more fuel to the fire by hammering a hard workout and adding more stress to your, your body system. That's already kind of at its capacity. It is already working at, at a high stress level. Okay. Versus if you, if you wake up and take your, your heart rate variability test first thing in the morning and it's, it's pretty para, it's, it's a high number. Your, your parasympathetic system is, is working hard 
or is, is dominant in this, in this moment, that means that your body is ready for stress. You know, you're, you're not in an already stressed out situation, so you can handle more likely handle a harder workout then. And that's kind of how I got introduced, I guess, to heart rate variability and diving into it. So now I take my heart rate variability just about every day. Uh, every so often I forget or, you know, don't, don't get around to it, whatever, for whatever reason. But for the most part, I take it every day. And I use that, that information, I use that reading to help me decide what my workout's going to be that day. Now, if you've been listening long enough, you know that for the most part, I do heart rate training. So I do most of my runs easy. Just about every day, it's an easy run, okay? But when I'm thinking about doing a hard workout, when it's like, ah, you know, I haven't done repeats in a while, or I haven't done a fast finish long run in a while. Maybe I should do one of those pretty soon. If the day that I'm thinking about doing it, if I wake up and my heart rate variability is is low, well, scrap that because I'm already my, my system's already in a stressed out environment. I don't need to add more stress to it. You know, maybe I'll just run easy. Maybe I'll skip the run altogether and do some some yoga or do some some type of something that's going to help me relax more, help my body shift from sympathetic to parasympathetic to more of that that maintenance, long term health and wellness area of the, of the autonomic nervous system. Being that I'm a heart rate training follower as well. One thing that I've noticed as I've gone through this almost year and a half now of measuring my heart rate variability is that the lower my heart rate variability is the harder it is for me to keep my heart rate in the zones, which again, goes back to this idea that my, that if I'm stressed, fight or flight's going on, adrenaline, cortisol, all these things are happening and my heart rate's going to be, be hard to, hard to maintain, hard to level off because the body is, is firing on its levels. Where, where's the threat? Where's the threat? Now, obviously I'm not in a situation where there's a saber tooth tiger jumping out at me, but maybe there was something with, with work or something, something personal, something family wise. That's got me a little bit stressed out, a little bit worried, a little bit uh, out of whack. And that, that we, we, we so often try to compartmentalize and think that, Oh, my, my training has been good. I can handle a stressful workout today, but we forget that all these other stresses in our life could be impacting it as well. Could be something you ate. I've noticed that if I'm, if I eat kind of more processed things, especially like salamis or, or sausages or things like that, that are a little, little less than, uh, than super, uh, clean eating. Like I usually tend to do. Those are days that often my, my HRV is a little bit low the next day. So using HRV can be a great tool to really help you identify if your body is, is well rested and recovered, or if it's dealing with a little bit of stress. And again, that stress can come from any direction. It can come from training, family, work, other things in life. You know, your, your, your team losing the Super Bowl. Like, I mean, it can come from just about anything, but to our bodies, all stress is the same. And so what the heart rate variability has really done for me is help me just be smart with my training. If things are already a little bit running hot, well, we don't need to, to push it farther. And you know, the more I do it, the more consistently that I measure my heart rate variability, of course, the more I, I understand the little subtle differences. I, I can see the little numbers when they're, when they're changing. All right, today's a good day. Today's going to be maybe a little bit rougher day. Um, it, it helps me to, to anticipate what's going to happen for my training that day or what I should expect to happen um, and adapt and adjust accordingly. So I, I definitely feel like heart rate variability and measuring it and monitoring it has helped me improve the quality of my training. And some days that means not training at all. I've done that before where I thought everything was going to be good and no, no reason to think that today wasn't going to be a good day. 
get up, measure my heart rate variability. I'm in a three, which is like on a scale of one to 10 with 10 being everything's good to go. Three is pretty low. Um, all right. Well, what the, what the heck did I do yesterday? Why am I so stressed out? Maybe I just didn't get a good night's sleep. You know, that, that can happen. Maybe I was tossing and turn a little bit. Maybe my air conditioner wasn't working like it was supposed to be working there for a week and a half. And so it was a little bit hot, which meant I didn't sleep as well. Funny how, as soon as the air conditioner got fixed, my HRV has been, been pretty darn good. I'm getting better sleep, you know? So, so it just is a, is a great tool. At least I'm using it. I'm finding it to be a great tool to just kind of keep track of how things are going, how I'm feeling and being aware of some of the, the extraneous things that maybe I wouldn't have noticed as much. You know, maybe, maybe I wouldn't always realize that, gosh, every time we have brats and, and hamburgers for dinner, um, if I have a couple of brats, it's usually like my heart rate is, my heart rate variability is a little bit low yet the next day. I wonder why that is, you know, and it start to piece things together. Nothing else seems to be consistent except for that, those meal options. And all of a sudden it's like, well, maybe it's the preservatives in the, in the sausages that's, that's, you know, if I have too many of those, maybe that screws things up. I don't know. Maybe I need to drink more water. I don't but it's just like I said earlier, it can be a great bit of data, a great tool to use. It can also be a bit overwhelming at times. Um, one thing that I've, I've found that I tend to do or maybe tend to not do is I don't measure my heart rate variability in the day or two leading up to a race. Why? Cause I don't want to get in my own head and see a number that I don't like in my heart rate variability score and think that, Oh shoot, I'm not going to have a good race today because my heart rate variability isn't good. Then all I'm doing is adding more stress to the situation by thinking that, Oh, this, this number means I'm not going to race well. So it, like I said, it's a tool. It's something that can be used, cannot be used totally up to you, but I think it's worth checking out. So if you want to check out heart rate variability, maybe try it, maybe mix it in, add it to your routine for a while. Uh, I tried to outline as much as possible in the show notes today, what I do and some of the apps, some of the tools that I use, some books and, and blog posts and, and, you know, quality website material that you can look at to try to learn a bit more, figure out what, if it is for you or not, uh, disruns.com slash 733 is the link to get you there. One thing that I will just say here that you need, you need to get a heart rate strap. If you, if you're using, you know, your, your wrist based Garmin to measure your quote unquote heart rate during your training, um, that won't work for heart rate variability. Okay. Because that doesn't really measure your heart rate. All right. Let's, let's just make that clear. Um, the, the wrist, the wrist straps don't measure your heart rate. Another discussion for another day, but we need to measure your heart rate. So you got to get a heart rate strap. I use the Wahoo ticker strap. It works. It works great. It works for while I'm running. It works. It connects to everything. And if, especially if you have an iPhone, you have to get a strap that connects uh, via Bluetooth. Otherwise it won't connect to your phone. Okay. Um, I think some of the Androids, you can work around that and get something that, that is the ant plus, which is like what the straps are that usually connect to your watch. You know, if they, if you want to connect it to your watch, um, those, those you can connect to your device, but, um, get a good strap, get one that connects to your, to your phone, to your device. And then you have, there's a variety of different apps that you can use to, to measure your, your heart rate variability. Um, I use elite HRV. It's a free app, which is free is a good price for me. Um, I think there's some paid add-ons that you can get, but I, you know, I rock the free version. And so you can, you can rock that too. Um, but then you just measure it every day and you keep track of the trends over time. And you start to see that when you do X, the result of your HRV the next day tends to be Y and you can plan things accordingly. You can figure out that, you know what, if I have a, if I have a, a glass of wine or a beer at dinner time, my HRV is a little bit low the next day. So I'm going to plan intelligently to, to not have a drink the night before a speed workout or the night before a long run. So that I'll be more well-rested 
have less stress in my system the next day. And that's just one example. You may find that you may not, but you don't know until you test. So, um, I don't know if this helped. I don't know if this hurt. I don't know if this clouded the water or water or cleared it up for you, but I'm still learning about heart rate variability. Uh, and it's, it's how I can use it more for myself. Um, but I, I like having that extra little bit of data. It, it helps me to make good decisions. Uh, I think, I hope, uh, in regards to my training. And so if you want to check it out, I would encourage you to do so as well. Uh, once again, disruns.com slash seven, three, three today, all kinds of links and, and things there. Um, you know, if you're going to get a strap, the link in the, in the show notes is an affiliate link. So it, throw a couple of shekels in my account for using it. If you buy it from Amazon, it'll be here, you know, the next day type of deal. Um, but check out, check it out. And if you have other questions, let me know. Um, I may or may not have a great answer for you, but I can always do some more research and get back to you. So if you're curious about more about heart rate variability, how it might work for you, what it, what it actually is. Well, I think I hope I explained that a little bit today. Um, but basically, you know, this is again, way oversimplified, but the higher the HRV, the more relaxed, less stressed you are, the lower the HRV, the more burnt out, fatigued, stressed out that, that your body is. So you can use that to help you kind of gauge how hard of a workout you probably should do on any one day. So that is it for today. Uh, today's quote unquote sponsor is me. Uh, just a, a quick reminder that if you ever have questions or something that you, you need some help working through, um, obviously you can always shoot me a, an email or a message or something like that. But sometimes, you know, it's, let's not kid ourselves. Sometimes it's really hard to explain a situation in email and hard for me to then explain a good answer back to you. And so if we need to get on the phone once in a while and talk through a little situation, maybe help you plan your next race as far as what your strategy is for the race day or whatever consultation calls are available. Just head over to disruns.com slash consultation. Uh, as soon as you pay, it'll direct you to uh, a scheduling tool that I use and it looks right at my Google calendar and you look at the days and times that are available based on what I have available. You pick a time that works for you. You book it and I give you a call and we talk through, you know, 20, 30 minutes, whatever it takes to help you work through whatever issue you're dealing with. So if that's something that might be helpful for you, uh, maybe you're not at a point where hiring, hiring me or hiring another coach full time makes sense, but you want to pick my brain a little bit and help me work through, help you work through one, two, three, four situations in a, in a 20 or 30 minute call, disruns.com slash consultation. So that is it for today. If you have questions on HRV, hit me up on Twitter, on Instagram at disruns, both places, uh, and let me know what you're struggling with. Or if you're using HRV, let me know, let me know how you, how you like it, how you find it. Uh, disruns at gmail.com. If you want to send me an email. And of course, like I said, a few times, disruns.com slash seven, three, three. If you want to link back to today's, uh, show notes to get some more resources, to click over to buy the, the heart rate strap. If you haven't got one of those yet, but you're interested in doing it. I mean, it's like 50 bucks, I think to get a good quality heart rate strap that'll last you for quite a long time. So, um, not a bad investment, uh, especially to, to kind of get some more bio biofeedback, maybe biohacking a little bit, uh, on what your body's trying to tell you. And sometimes the, the, the signals are pretty faint, pretty hard to interpret on your own, but you get a, get a good strap on there. And you can figure it out. So disruns.com slash 733. And with that, we'll go ahead and pull this ship into the harbor. Uh, thank you all for suggesting this topic. The, even if I didn't do a, the greatest job of explaining it, um, doing the, the research to try to explain it as clearly as possible helps me understand it fuller. And like I said earlier, I'm going to continue to research this and, and study this a little bit more uh, because I think that there's, there's more here for me to unpack for myself. And obviously, as I learn more, 
I'm going to keep sharing it with y'all as well. So thank you for suggesting this topic. And if you have other quick tips that you'd like me to discuss, let me know. There is a post in the Facebook group that's kind of one of the pinned tagged posts, whatever the heck Zuckerberg's calling them these days. You can always leave a question idea or a quick tip topic idea there. You can also hit me up on social media or via email as well. Um, And until next time, please be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening and all the support and all the things you do to keep the show going and keeping it growing. I appreciate you. And until next time, see you. (laughs) 